What is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Badgers. Let's just power rank the top six players on the basketball team right now, plus the importance of the Minnesota game. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers, your team every single day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, hopefully my Wi-Fi holds up. I was having some issues, but I wanted just to do a quick show. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash college. Use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. And uh, yeah, if you have any comments, let me know. The, what I want to talk about on this show is just if we had to, to power rank the top six players on the team this year for basketball up to this point, who would they be? How would you rank them? Um so I have my list here. Definitely let me know what yours is, where you disagree. And it's early sample size. It's completely short sample size, but this stuff's fun to talk about. So let's talk about it. At number six, we're going to go in reverse order. I got Max Klesman at number six. And he's a guy who I think should be higher, but he just needs to score more. He needs to be more aggressive. He needs to be more consistently aggressive offensively. There was a two games there where he basically didn't score. He scored zero points, I think, in Tennessee and then two against Providence. So I have him at six. He's averaging 6.6 per game this year. He's good defensively. He's shot it pretty well. He's over 30% from three. He's coming off a really good game against Virginia, but he he does so many good things. And this was a, a bit of an issue last year with him. He needs to shoot the ball more. That's it. He needs to be more aggressive offensively. Um, I have him at six, though, to start this year. And number five right now on this team, I have A.J. Storr. Uh, he's definitely a guy coming into the year a lot of high hopes. Uh, he, it's just a little too inefficient right now. The, the offense is a little too inefficient with Store. He's shooting 37% from the field, 26% from deep. He is shooting 87% from the stripe. Like, so he's getting to the line about three and a half times a game too, which is really impressive. Um, but the offense, the, the offense just needs to be a little more efficient for him to climb this rank. Uh, and we saw spurts of it, right? We saw in the first half against Tennessee, we've seen spurts of it, but he has to find a way to get easier shots. Uh, get to the rim a little bit more. Get to the free throw line where he's an elite free throw shooter. Um, Three-point shooting, he shot about 40% last year from St. John's. He's at 26% right now. Some of that shot selection, but some of that is short sample size. I think he he's a better shooter than that. And I think as he shoots better and he finds his rhythm, that number is going to go up. But defensively, he's got to get more efficient defensively too. There, there's some issues on um, defensive awareness, letting people straight line drive past him. With as athletic, um, as strong as he is, as as long as he is, he should be more of a defensive um, stalwart. A deep, by the way, if you hear noise, my kids are in the background. He should be more of a defensive stalwart, though. And then uh, from a rebounding standpoint, from his size and his athleticism, I think you'd want him to be more active there. Uh, AJ Store's total rebounding percentage is about 6.9% right now, which means he's grabbing about 6.9% of the available rebounds when he's on the court. That's ninth on the team. That's not a really good number for an athletic springy forward. Um, that's seventh among regulars. So shot efficiency, uh, defensive consistency, and then just being a little more active on the glass, all things that he can do. Cause he is a hyper hyper athlete. Um, and we've seen a lot of good things as well from him. So this is not crushing him. I got him fifth on the team, getting to the line, shooting really well from the line, helping the team in transition at number four. Uh, this is from Mitch James. I'd like AJ to be more assertive. I think especially like he could be more assertive in ways where his athleticism should allow him to get easy buckets, right? On the glass, in transition. Uh, he should be more assertive defensively with his, his frame and his wingspan. 
And Mitch also said maybe he's still feeling out his role. I think so. I Again, I, um, <clears throat> this is very short sample size stuff. So I don't anticipate at the end of the year, AJ Story will be fifth on this list. I think he climbs this list because the talent is undeniable. It just is about consistency now with him. And number four, I have Tyler Wall. So at six, I got Klesman at five store. Number four on this list right now, I got Tyler Wall. And he's an itch, he's a tough one, right? Because the defensive versatility, that's the most versatile defensive player on this team. He can guard twos, threes, fours. Um, he can even switch off into a quick guard for a little bit and not not get destroyed. Um, really good rebounder. He's uh, you know one of the best rebounders on the team, shooting 50% from the line, though. But he's also averaging 10.2 points per game. Uh, true shooting percentage is actually pretty strong. He's at 55% inside the field. So he despite some of the droughts he has, he's shooting decently from inside the field, but it's just a matter of, yeah, he's again, inconsistent. He needs to pick his spots offensively a little bit more, but he's, he's a huge part of the team defensively and, and on the glass. So I got him at four and number three, I got Steven Crowell second on the team in points per game. First on team in rebounding fourth in true shooting percentage, uh, which puts him ahead of Hepburn wall. Klesman true shooting percentage is a way, if you're not familiar with it, it's a way to take all uh, three-point free throw um, into two-point field percentage and kind of bring it all together into one formula, one mix, so you can get a better idea of, you know, where they're shooting from. And, you know, because obviously a three-point shot is harder, so it melds all that together. Uh, Stephen Crowell is fourth on the team in true shooting percentage, coming off a really good game against Virginia where he threw his weight around. Um, Neza says Crowell is a god. Stop respecting him. I got him fourth. I got him third. I got him third. And he knows one and two. I got Carl third on this list. Brian uh, Zesty mashup says Tyler Wall's a good player to have on this squad, even with his faults. That's a great way to put it. Zesty, like that's a great way to put it. Like if you take Wall of this team, you lose your best defender, um, and you lose uh, essentially your 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 second best rebounder. Um, you also lose a ball handler, a playmaker. Tyler Wall's a really good player. He just has struggled at times with droughts of offensive inefficiency. Uh, Brian Dotson said he misses too many bunnies. Yes, he does. That's why he's fourth on this list. I mean, he does miss too many bunnies. Patrick Minahan says you should do a player ranking of who's most important to this team, not necessarily the best. I think that's kind of what I'm doing here, actually. I, I think I'm kind of mixing who's most important and the best. But, yeah, maybe it's it's kind of a mix of the two. Robert Sortson, we're going to get to your guy next. Um, number two, I got John Blackwell Jr. And I think you can make an argument he's even number one, but he hasn't played enough minutes, right? So number two, I got John Blackwell Jr. He has been incredible. Like true shooting percentage at 69%. That that leads the team among regulars. Defensive rebounding percentage of 17.9%. That's better than Tyler Wall. Uh, again, defensive rebounding percentage basically means for every rebound that goes up on the defensive end, John Blackwell grabs almost 18% of those. That's a crazy good number for a shooting guard. Um, almost never turns the ball over. He's one of the best on the team in turnover percentage, despite having a relatively high usage rate. So they are asking him to make plays as a freshman, and he's still not turning the ball over. He's averaging 10 points per game on 17 minutes of per, per game. That's incredible. Um, if you look at the per 40 numbers, he leads a team in scoring pretty easily because he, he fills it up when he's out there, but he does it with efficiency and without turning the ball over. You couldn't ask for... Like you literally couldn't ask for anything more from a freshman. Like he has played strong defensively. The analytics and the advanced numbers are off the charts for Blackwell. But it, they love him. Again, leads the team in true shooting percentage. Leads the team in points per 40 minutes. 
one of the best on the team in, in defensive rebounding percentage. He has been so good, completely rock solid. And then number one, I have Chucky Eppern. Um, and I think it's because he leads the team in minutes per game. He's obviously the most important player coming off a six assist, zero turnover game against Virginia, 84% from the, the free throw line. Now he needs to shoot better. He hasn't actually shot the ball really well from the three point line, which I think is going to go up, but he does so much for this team. He needs so much from an engine that gets it going, making better decisions, point of attack defense. Yeah, I have I have um, Chucky Heppard at number one. So that's my top six, right? I've got Heppard one, Blackwell two, Crowell three, Wall four, Store five, Klesman six. If you had to do a seven, eight, nine, it's probably Winter seven, McGee eight, Connor Siege nine. Right. I mean, let me know what you guys think on, but I, I, that, that Connor thing is nuts. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to get into some of your comments. Uh, we're going to talk about Gus Yaldin a little bit, plus the importance of the ax game and should John Blackwell Jr. Start. This is just a quick show, but I wanted to talk a little basketball coming off that good win yesterday. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your jobs the first time and quickly. Right. That's the point. It saves time. I've talked about some of my experience with LinkedIn. LinkedIn's helped me professionally. Every new hire for a company, it feels like a, a high stakes wager. You got to get it right. LinkedIn has screening tools and the ability to get the right people in the door the first time quicker, faster, more efficiently, which saves you time as a hiring manager. And if you're using it to get a job, it saves you time, too. It, it gets you linked up with the right places that you're looking for to go work. And it's why small businesses continue to rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. They are fast, easy, the number one professional marketing net platform in, in the world. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode also brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is the fastest daily fantasy sports, our largest growing uh, daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling all these thousands of people, it's just you picking two to six players over under statistical categories. It's the most fun I've ever had playing daily fantasy sports because it's fast, it's simple, it's easy, it's quick. And you, again, you're just picking Odell Beckham more or less this number receiving yards. Um, you know, that's all you're doing. It's simple, it's fast, it's easy to pick up, it's easy to play, and it's easy to get paid with Apple Pay. Quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. Uh, prize picks is the fastest and best most enjoyable way to do daily fantasy go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. that's prizepicks.com slash locked on college use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy all right let's keep going here uh let's just bang out some of your comments uh it's always the one of the best parts favorite parts of the show but James says, I wish Walt would finish stronger. Yeah, he's he's been killing me with the offensive inefficiency, Mitch. He's better than that. Like, we've seen him be better than that. Finish strong. I, I 100% agree. Um, and the problem with Walt, when he's not finishing, oftentimes it's because he's getting fouled and he's going to the free throw line, and then he's shooting free throws at 50%, and it's almost a turnover at times. Robert Sorensen says, guard better not waste his talent. That's in reference to John Blackwell Jr. I – Listen, there's there's some things you're not. It's too obvious, right? He's too good. He needs to play more, and it's too obvious. Uh, he just needs to play more. Mitch James Blackwell's been a huge difference maker. Um, Zesty Mashup says, "How is Blackwell so slept on in recruiting? Aren't the Badgers the only Power Five offer? Good 
good look for guard finding a gem in the rough. Yeah, I talked when I had Jason Jordan on the Sports Illustrated basketball recruiting guy. We talked specifically about Blackwell and why he didn't get more offers. And one of the things Jason said was it was because um, kind of the way he was used in high school, uh, he was used more as a guy who had to do uh, kind of everything. He, I guess what he was saying is he kind of got worn down in spots. He had an injury at one point. Um, I think on a better team that could showcase him a little more specifically. And if he had stayed healthy the entire way, I think maybe that's why he didn't get all the recruiting momentum, but it's a, it's a great pickup for guard. Like this guy looks like a, he's, he looks like a future all conference type of a guard and you got him with a relatively easy recruiting battle. That's a huge win. Jake says Gilmore above a siege right now. Yeah, you're right. I, I, that wasn't even purposeful. You are right. Gilmore would be above the season right now in that power rankings. Um, that's there's no argument there. Neza said McGee can't dribble or drive, but he plays defense harder than anyone on the team. I wish the thing with McGee, I wish that he would be able to attack a little bit more with his speed. That's the one area because he can he can get he can shoot free throws, but I agree he hasn't shown a lot of that. But he does give you a quick defensive guard, which I enjoy. Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, Jake says more athletic Gilmore store. Stop it, Jake. <laughs> ben Alden says the Wisconsin football season has been great. If, if they win the X, I think that would be a solid salvage, especially if they can win the bowl game. I 100% agree. And that's where I wanted to transition, Ben. That's a great comment. If the Minnesota game is huge, because not only is it Minnesota, not only is it the X, not only do you got to beat PJ, but if you can win the X and then go to a bowl game, maybe when that you finish winning three in a row and suddenly you go into that offseason feeling so much better with momentum. I, I think it's an enormous game for that reason, Ben. I 100% agree. Jake Gard identifies talent really, really well. Historically, doesn't always close them out, though. I think he does a good job identifying early. I I always push back a little bit when people say Gard is an elite identifier of talent. And Jake, I, I agree with your point overall, but there's a lot of historically dead weight on his teams too. I think he struggles to pivot and find secondary targets in the, in recruiting, right? You look at guys like, I mean, I don't necessarily want to name names, but there's typically three, four, five dead weight guys on guard teams that, that just can't contribute for whatever reason. So I don't think he does a great job of pivoting to find talent after his first targets are gone, but I think he finds his first targets really well. I agree with that part of it. Ryan Bolt says Blackwell is the best player so far all around, just better, good size. I think you can make that. I think you can make that argument. I just don't think he's played enough minutes for me to put him above Hepburn right now. Hepburn's at thirty-one. Blackwell's at eighteen. I think. Uh, and listen, now some of that's some of that is on um, some of that's on guard. Guard needs to play him more, right? But I don't think he's played enough minutes to to be ahead of Hepburn right now. Connor Schmidt, who will have a better freshman year, Blackwell or Connor Blackwell? So right after the Arkansas State game, I sent out a comment to Rajiv and Justin. I was like. Who, who's who's going to be the better player in a year, Blackwell or Connor? And that was right after the Arkansas State game. I'm telling you, like Blackwell, so Blackwell's going to be slump resistant. This is the biggest thing. If you remember at the end of last year, Connor went into a slump, right? The shooting numbers fell off, partially because defenses adjusted. They started playing him a different way. They made it really difficult for him. They got physical with him. They started targeting him defensively, so he had to work harder on that end. That took some late bounce off his legs. So it wasn't all on Connor. But Connor slumped last year. Blackwell's going to be slump resistant because of what he brings you on the defensive end, because of what he brings you on the glass, because he can get to the paint, because he's a little bigger, stronger, more physical. I don't think you're going to see the slump in Blackwell that you potentially saw last year with Connor. Now, teams are still going to adjust, right? This is early sample size. Teams are going to start 
looking at Black Hole differently. They're going to start playing him differently, and he's going to have to adjust to that as that film gets out. It's not all going to be smooth sailing. There's going to be bumps in this road for Blackwell, just like there were with Connor. But because of Blackwell's all-around game, I think he's going to be more slump resistant because he can do so much more on the court as a freshman than even Connor can do right now. So that would be my answer to that one. Um, ben Alden says, God of recruiting state. Neza says, winning the axe keeps the bowl game out of Detroit. That's true. Let's see. Um Kedrick says another reason beating PJ is big. Fleck accused Fickle of negative recruiting before Fickle even unpacked his bigs. I remember that, right? If you remember that comment, PJ said somebody tried to recruit negatively against us, inferring Wisconsin, and said we axed it. We axed it. Okay. File. You're telling me Fickle didn't file that back in the memory bank somewhere? They got to beat that dude. They absolutely have to beat that dude. Oh, here's a good one. Shout out to Cannonell. If you guys remember, and I clowned on Cannon for this, and maybe he was just ahead of his time. Cannon came on the show. We did a basketball preview, and he said, MVP this year, John Blackwell Jr. And I was like, eh. and I told him, I'm like, listen, I really like him. I like Blackwell a lot. He's going to play this year. He's going to be, he's, I literally said he's better than what people think he's going to be. And I didn't expect this, by the way. I'm not trying to take credit for this. I, I He's better than I thought he'd be. But I said, MVP is a crazy take, Cannon. Go, go away. And Cannon's like, I don't know. And people, maybe Cannon was dead on. Like, if I do, I think he's going to finish the year's MVP. No, I still think that's going to be Hepburn. But Blackwell's going to be way closer in that race than anybody not named Cannon thought. So, yeah, the tip of the cap for Cannon for sure. Mitch Ames says Connor's injury makes this a difficult read, a hundred percent. But here, here's the thing I continue to say with the Connor injury. And I'm going to, I'm going to end on this one. We'll have one more comment and we'll get to two. I'm going to end on. Like, here's the thing with the Connor injury. If he's hurt, stop playing him. I, I'm not trying to be overly critical or harsh of guard or Connor here, but if he's hurt, stop playing him because he's got to get healthy. And if he's healthy, you need to give him more than four minutes. I I, I understand that's difficult if he's not coming out hitting shots, but you're, he's not going to get in a rhythm if you're giving him four minutes. So I'm not – I know defensively there's issues there as well. Again, I'm not trying to – I just don't think – what you're doing right now is going to work long-term for Connor or this team. And you need him. You need another shooter off the bench. So either let him get fully healthy or you got to give him a little bit of time to get into rhythm. In my opinion, I, I don't think the four minute stretch, pull him out is going to work. I just don't. And he's not the only guy with flaws on the, on the court. Right. I'm just, I, I don't like how the rotation works out for him right now. Um, let's see. I think I'm going to end there. I do have one more comment I wanted to get to. This is from Jay Cornell. He said, just said, start Blackwell. I, I'll continue to go back to what I said in the previous show. I don't really care if he starts or not as long as he plays 25 minutes. Like, you can find him 25 minutes off the bench, and I'm fine with that. You could also start him, and I'm fine with that, too, if you want to maybe bring Klesman off the bench. I've always thought Klesman was a better six-man candidate because you can come in. He can handle the ball. He can play defense. He's a veteran. Um, I, I kind of like that. And then if you have Blackwell starting, I'm totally good with that. But I'm okay with Blackwell coming off the bench, too, if he gets 25 minutes a game. He's got to play more. He has to play more. Um, all right, let's 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 wrap it up there. Jan Volk said uh, maybe Gar could go small sometimes and sub Blackwell for a wall. I think against certain teams, Blackwell could hold up there for sure. All right. Uh, like I said, I just want to do a quick show. We're going to talk uh, football recruiting tonight with Brian Smith. That show will drop tomorrow. We got a interview with a commit coming up this week which is going to be really fun so a lot of good content coming up on lockdown badgers as always 
on Wisconsin. Let's talk later. Let's go.